0: Hi, welcome to Cinema Scene on WGWG.org. We appreciate you tuning in. And uh, if you're listening uh, via other routes, like if you're watching this on Meet Me at the Movies uh, or even uh, checking it out on Elements of Madness, uh, however you decide to check out Cinema Scene, we do appreciate it. Uh, if you've uh, listened to this show before, you know we talk about films, uh, we review films, and we also talk to filmmakers. And I'm just very happy to have uh, an incredible filmmaker that's got some connections to my memory. And I will I will fill him in on that a little bit later. But uh, you done Poppy uh, Well, I'll tell you, your your film library and the films that you have worked on. When you look at your filmography, it's pretty amazing. Uh, you know, going all the way back uh, to the Corman days to uh, even to films like Cool Runnings and uh, Downsizing, Sideways, Nebraska, The Descendants, 310 to Yuma, Walk the Line. Uh, it goes on and on and on and uh, just, wow, what an amazing body of work, first and foremost. Just wanna say uh, I've enjoyed watching all of these and enjoyed them for different reasons. And your approach to cinematography is varied when you look at this body of work. It's really amazing from film to film how, yeah, they've got the trademarks of who you are, but also there's, there's differences. So I'd really like to get your thoughts on the film Ford versus Ferrari. It's different in so many ways. You've, you've, you're no stranger to period pieces, and you've done several different types of period pieces. Talk about um, what you had to do differently on on this particular film that maybe challenged you uh, in, in a way that maybe you hadn't quite done before.
1: Well, you know, the approach to all the dramatic parts of it is very, very much the same as... I work with, with Mangled, with Jim. Uh, We don't really storyboard. We don't sit down and shot list. We, we both are pretty quick. Uh, uh, So we bring the actors. We don't preconceive too much. I mean, of course, you know, uh, you know, we work with the designer and we, you know, wardrobe and palettes. And but uh, ultimately, when we decide how to shoot it, it's when we bring the actors. Do a rehearsal, uh, um, and then when we release him, we'll decide how we're going to cover it and uh, sort of talk about the shots. The script supervisor notes them down, and uh, you know, it's it's all done right there. With Alexander, it's very similar. Yeah. Um, I mean, with Alexander, we do watch some movies, but not necessarily related to the movie we're about to work on. Uh, often he shows me something, and I don't really know why he shows it to me. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, nothing. To, I mean, for him it does, of course, and it's really more understanding each other's tastes or whether, you know, uh, I did a movie that Diane Keaton directed, and she would show me hundreds of still photos and also not really related to our subject. And But you go, like give would a shot of a tree in the shadow of the ground, she goes, You see how the shadow of the tree here hits the grass? And I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll put that in somewhere <laughs> in my bank. And, yeah. uh, no, but it helps because yeah. I understand their aesthetics. And, you know, in a movie, you always have to adjust and change, and nothing always goes as planned. So the more, you know, understanding I have of how they're. Visual mind kicks and right, you know how they, uh, the, the more I can help them. Yeah, it. and and of course, the closer it is to my own sensibilities, my own taste, and that's again going back to what makes a good relationship. I mean, uh, it's it's nice when you and the other filmmakers or the director are trying to make the same kind of movie. You right,
0: know? right. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: So, so um, yeah. So to go, I mean, Ford vs Ferrari of course, presented for everyone a lot in Channel. No one had, I mean, it's very hard. We realized first of all, how difficult it is to get these cars at speed. And uh, of course you're doing a race car movie. It's about, you know, selling that sensation and the speed yes. and the insanity of sitting in these, you know, very, in a way, very primitive machines with gigantic engines strapped to them. And, and you know, but again, we're telling all that through the perspective of 10 miles Christian Bale playing the British race car driver. Yeah. Very much like Joaquin on stage. You know, there are a lot of shots very close to him in the cockpit. Yeah. Seeing a lot of things through his perspective. We were you mirrors. And, and then, so we did that in a very old school way, by just hard hard mounting the cameras to the chassis and, 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 and all the other players, all the other cars around them all yield as very little... There's actually only one fully CG car, computer generated car in the whole movie. Wow. Uh, that was because it started way up high and we had to build all the limon landscape, which doesn't look anything like it anymore today. So,
0: yeah. But, yeah.
1: Uh, you know, we try to do, again, like, you know, like Joaquin on stage, Johnny Cash. I mean, it was never from the audience's perspective, it's always yeah. on stage, right in his face wide angle and feeling all the surrounding and creating what is it like what's the sensation of being him or in his in his head and and same with this i mean miles you know he's talking to himself all these little things that christian pale does so wonderfully and uh you know and then having all this action play out around him so that's why In terms of lensing, with Mangle, we like to, even close-ups, we don't just punch in a longer lens. We like to physically get uh, closer, and and so you, uh, on on these anamorphic lenses, and really feel you know, all this action around, which was very complicated and beautifully choreographed by uh, Robert Nagel, the stunt coordinator, and we had amazing drivers, and so everything you see in that is real, all the, you know, also the... um, the cars on the outside were very close and you see how close they are to each other and like inches apart in the rain at night. You know, um, the headlights and, you know, the spray from the tires. So it's always like that, that physical yeah. proximity to the action that makes it, you know, fantastic. And uh, um, and the sound design and um uh, Jim likes to play things loud, like on um, 310 to you, and he plays the gunshots really loud. Right. And it's like here, the mix is just, you know, it's, it's incredible. Um, so, yeah, so, but, you know, the, the biggest difference is it's very expensive. We had to build 30, over 30 cars. Can't use the actual cars. They all cost somewhere, you know, between 25 and up to $45 million <laughs> right. uh, for the Ferraris, uh, yeah. the 4GTs one just auctioned off of 13 million. Gosh, so you know we yeah. had to build these cars. They were still expensive, about yeah. 100 grand each. And and but you know we would beat them up, yeah, <laughs> right. uh, So them. Uh, so you know so we had to pre biz the big sequence, the lemon sequence, also because it's a pretty complicated timeline. It starts in four in the afternoon. So you know there's all these transitions that we're tracking, what action takes place, and you know let's say from. The first afternoon, four to then uh, dawn uh, to dusk, and then then uh, then the uh, the rain comes, which is historically correct. It rained that all night, and, wow. uh, then dawn in the morning, and um, you know so all those beats, and it had to be really uh, because it was also broken up with second unit, which had to go to. Uh, Georgia to shoot because we didn't have this. This movie shot entirely in California uh, because we got the California tax rebate for it. So it's well, you know first time I was able to do a movie back in Los Angeles in a long time. Right. Since, since Drug Apethos, so this is '40s, so it goes way back. And, yeah. Uh, and then uh, uh, you know, but we don't, didn't have that lush green landscape with country roads because Le Mans is actually like a a country road race. It's not a track. Right. It's not a race track. And and it was in the 60s. It was lying you know, with trees and no barriers and um, just people, you know, laying around on the grass having baguettes and yeah. So so we needed to do that in, uh, in Georgia. So we you know the, the second unit did about 10 days of just car to car stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then you know we build all the pits on an airstrip north of. Los Angeles in Aquadolce, which is halfway uh, towards uh, Palmdale, Lancaster area. And so we actually built this really amazing, probably 300, 200 yard long set of all the pits. So, you know, those iconic shots where you have all the drivers line up at the start and then they run to their cars, get in and roll right. out. That's, that's that's all real. I mean, all, all those cars you see, there are real. Wow. And, uh, all the pits, all the, uh, the, 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 the individual carmaker boxes above that with the, the executive suites, all of those are, are real. The only thing that's CG's uh, to the other side of the, the grandstands and all that. Okay. Things, uh, gotcha. So like we couldn't populate those, but yeah, you know, we really pride ourselves to have, um, you know, and of course, uh, or the effect supervisors going well that's not true we did a lot but they did a lot we did <laughs> yeah. some set extensions but it's also you know we had to reskin some cars change our colors because we didn't have enough sometimes for matching continuity and but but every car you see is a car actually being driven by wow. and, uh uh except like i said one full yeah. cg bill car and yeah. that shot got c- cut in half actually but um because it un- suddenly stood out and wasn't really fitting our movie. Because we did, did like, again, just the tools, you know, not like a dogma. We got to only use the tools that were available in 66. Uh, but the inspiration was definitely leaning more towards films like Grand Prix or yeah, I mean, James Garner, you know, just a close-up. Right. Hard mounted, and then POV's, and 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 really, you know, we felt that that was very effective in terms of uh, conveying what it's like to be in the car, and not just, you know, amazing drone shots and sneak right. around crane moves, and you know, like always keeping inside the action. Yeah,
0: yeah, the the and, intimate and aspect
1: of it. Yeah, yeah, and then, you know, Le Mans, of course, that is probably one exception where they were going at race speed but just because steve mcqueen that was his sole obsession to actually mount these cam big vision cameras yeah. to uh, race cars and go 200 miles an hour but uh yeah uh yeah. you know not that much story in that movie but <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but visually
0: um, pretty amazing
1: yeah so <laughs> you know we definitely were uh, leaning more towards that. Uh,
0: as far as the lighting, did I know that you, uh, from what I've seen with your work, there, you have this love for natural lighting. Yes. D- did you see that? Did that come to play in this film as well? Were you able to use a lot of natural lighting?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a exterior movie. Yeah, I mean, it's a, you know, it's always, I mean, I, you know, there's some exceptions, of course, Right. you have the Ford offices and his uh, house and, uh, you know, Shelby, but even Shelby interiors he moved into aircraft uh, hangar at LAX Uh, once he got funding from Ford to develop the car they would wait for the last plane to leave at one in the morning and then they would use the runways to test these cars Um, so anyway a lot of the exteriors and yeah that's the most challenging part uh, in cinematography Uh, it's much easier to do a big night exterior because I can control it right right Um, day exterior it's all about planning and laying out the day uh you know the orientation of our big set the pit was tied into the orientation of the runway so i couldn't really position it where it would have been ideal for us so uh, i had to plan the day where the sun would rise behind it uh, so all all morning up to lunch i would have shade so i did all the dusk scenes Wow. The overcast scenes, you know, luckily it's a 24-hour period, so I could juggle a few yeah. different situations. But then in the afternoon, typically, it came around, and I would do the scenes that required sun and wow. helping that second unit. Because we would tie in directly from shots that, you know, that coming around the last curve, and then they pull down the straightaway at the pits the start finish line and you know those had to cut and of course we didn't really they had very challenging conditions in
0: yeah yeah georgia
1: i mean they summer and had lots of rains and thunderstorms that you know i mean so but as good as as you know as good as we could manage we try to connect all these pieces yeah uh, Continuity wise, lighting continuity wise. So in afternoons, I would do the sun scenes. And so there's a lot of, you know, the the Willow Springs out in the desert, this famous track, really embraced the hard sun and the, the, you know, the desert look. And uh, I mean, it looks incredible, you know. Yeah. Uh, Christian Dale with his goggles, he looks like Lords of Arabia, storming (laughs) Akaba on a camel. Yes. (laughs) You know. And uh, so embrace that. I mean, Jim said to me, um, what are we going to do about all this hard desert? We're going to go for it. It looks great. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. So, yeah. But that's that's probably one of the harder things. I mean, anyone can shoot texture but to kind of make it all work, it's, yeah. it's, that's, you know, where experience comes in. Right. And, and having a good crew, planning ahead. Uh, having the AD assistant director really help you schedule things, uh, be flexible with actors, you know, okay, now we're moving. Okay, the sun just hit us. Because you can deal with anything, but it's just a lot of rigging, a lot of extra equipment, you know. Um, So it's easier sometimes just to abandon it, go do something else. And when the sun goes behind that building again, finish that. Um, You know, you, you try to maneuver through all these right
0: right was there one shot or one setup that after all was said and done you just you knew that you had the perfect
1: shot the perfect lap
0: yeah really
1: it's a line in the movie uh no he's always talking about the perfect yeah yeah his son goes but but uh, puppy you can't do the perfect lap every time? No, but I can try. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. So we always try to get the everything perfect. And, yeah, you know. We always we all often jokingly say, "Well, that was good. That's about eighty-five <laughs> percent." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Which is pretty good percentage. But yeah. um, um, no. There was one particular scene. Uh, towards the end, and Ken Miles is out in the desert testing. And we were out at the Honda test track, way uh, deep in Mojave Desert. It's a very secretive test track that Honda let us use for this one sequence. And it's when they shoot. And um, uh, I remember where the sun was going down, and we hadn't even taken the car out. And uh, we go, I go, we gotta get at least one lap in where we're in the chase vehicle. Uh, filming car to car, and uh, we literally only had one time for one take. So we even that, even these car shots, we were improvising. Yeah, yeah. We we're sort of pulling, and then you know we're talking to the driver in the Ford GT, uh, and they go, "Okay, okay, we're slowing down, brake into frame, close, and then uh, accelerate." And we slow down, and we'd see it disappear behind that rise. And all that was had to be improvised, like in in one in one uh, lap wow. um, because then the sun was really <laughs> approaching the horizon and I, then we go okay let's go back i had another crew set up a long lunch shot from where the other people were watching and just as the sun is kissing the, the mountains and we get these really beautiful natural flares and it's very appropriate for wow. the scene it's very poetic because the sounds all fade out and matt damon who plays carol shelby is his voiceover that kind of bookends the movie comes into play and, and it just, everything just fell in together. And although it was a scramble, um, you know, that's one of my favorite scenes in the movie visually and also content wise. uh, Um, and it's just very poetic and very cinematic and, you know, sometimes you get lucky, sometimes you get screwed and, (laughs) but it's nice when you have a plan and the plan works and, and, um, that's how all you do. Yeah. Doing
0: well, I really appreciate you taking the time today to talk to me about uh, Ford versus Ferrari. And I really want to have you on the show again so we can talk more about your life in film and uh, some of the things that maybe you can share with others as well. Well, Fidan Papa Mikal, I really appreciate you taking the time today. And uh, I look forward to talking to you later so we can talk about the Aaron Sorkin project that you're working okay, on. Okay, great. Yep. Um, yep. I, I really want to spend some time with you on that, but you have given me so much time <clears throat> today, and I just can't thank you enough.
1: Oh, my pleasure. I uh, really appreciate it, and it seems that you have great passion for for stories as well, so okay. um, you're very welcome, and uh, catch you next year for... Uh, the Chicago Seven trial.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Right. Well, well, thanks to our listeners for uh, tuning in to Cinema Scene, Meet Me at the Movies, and uh, Elements of Madness. Um, again, our guest, uh, Pithan, uh really appreciate uh, your time, Pida Puppy uh What's the best way people can track you down and track down your work?
1: Uh, I do. Uh, I do post on Instagram. It's Papa Two P A P A, number two. Um, but uh, you know I, I, I mean you know, things in my life change all the time. like I couldn't even tell you what I'm doing next year. <laughs> um, so uh, I guess IMDB, uh, yes, yes, announces things uh, pretty quickly. Okay. And, uh, uh, yeah, yep, it's a fun movie. it's really it's really I really enjoy it. Uh, absolutely one well, of my favorite. Um,
0: well again, thanks for your time and uh, thanks to all of our listeners. and until next time, I'm Noel T. Manning the second for Cinema scene. On WGWG, that is a wrap.